Okay, so you you actually just pulled off a D now in the middle of a pandemic. Well, I would remind you there, Jody, that we are living in Georgia, uh, not uh, California. So <laughs> that's what... <laughs> that makes a, that does make a big difference right now. That does make a big difference right now. Uh, yeah, man. You know, but listen, it was totally different than a normal D now for those folks that are listening and jumping on right now. Um, you know, D now stands for disciple now. Basically, old school. The way we did it last year was, you know, you stay in homes and you do meetings throughout the weekend you bring in a guest speaker from out of town you know to, to teach them and all that but we just we just started and said hey obviously there's some things we cannot do uh we cannot have host homes and we can't have kids spending a night with each other at least you know that we've planned um we don't need college kids to come in and leave then but we already had a framework in place here at johnson ferry where we were already meeting you know, and doing some things. So we built out a D now, uh, out of that framework and it worked. And so we ended up having, I think, we, you know, I think, I don't know. If, I think, are you, I don't know. You're probably hearing this. So it ended up being about 50% of like the normal attendance. And I feel yeah. like that's true for a lot of things. I'm hearing a it's lot kind of people say that. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it was super, uh, it was super awesome. Um, and, and it was all in person, right? There was no, it was all in person. Have any- yeah. Oh well, we did put it online. I mean, we did, uh, we did, you know, stream it because we had that capability already built in. You know, so we streamed it just in case. Yeah. And I, you know, a little little tip here for you. As a result, I'm trying to continue to maintain relationships. So I emailed all of our host homes from last year yeah. and said, "Hey, I know you guys always are a part of this thing, and we love y'all. And hopefully, next year we'll be begging you again. You know, to be right. a host home." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, until then, if you want to go to uh, watchdnow.com, I went out and bought watchdnow.com and forwarded it. Look at it, you. you know? Look at you. Dang. Hey, listen, that's a tip right there. That's another, I've got two strong tips. One, take care of your people. Two, URLs are just, you know, you just well, be they're surprised. Cheap. They're cheap Gosh, and they're you so forward cheap. them to the real website. It's so much better than saying, if you go to johnsferry.org backslash blah, 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 blah. You just yeah, say, yeah, hey, yeah. what are we doing? We're watching dnow. Go to watchdnow.com. Yeah. You know, if you hey, go to it now, I don't know what it's going to go, by the way. Did I mean, you know, this is fun fact. nothing now. If yeah. you go to youthministrypodcast.com, you know Youth where that Ministry takes you? Youth Ministry Podcast. I hope it takes it to us. It does take you to us. That's it takes you I'm right to the longer about. hall. I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, so yeah, we did it, man. It was good, you know. And I know you're struggling out there, Jody. I mean, I know y'all are doing some stuff, but um, – and, and people all across the country that are listening to this, I know everybody's at different places, whatever. But um, I would just say keep doing – do what you can. And yeah, here's the response. Sure. Here's the response we got from a lot of folks. They said that was so much better than we hoped for. Not because we, <laughs> not because we normally suck. Just to be clear, not because we normally stink. Normally we do a pretty dang good job. But they were like, "That's so." But it was in light of COVID. I mean, that was so yeah, much oh, more sure. than we, we hoped for. You know, and That's a huge it was win. weird. And we had to make all kinds of COVID rules and all this stuff. You know, and. But at the end of the day, we still got together and we were safe. And, you know, most of the time we were masked and we still had Chick-fil-A on Saturday. And so, you know, um, it was good, man. It was good. So That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. We're a long way from that, I feel like, in California. I hear you, bro. I hear you. But it's good. Well, we've got a great conversation today. Yeah, we do. I'm excited about this one. Um, before we jump into it, though, you want to talk about our uh, our first yeah. throwing uh, sponsor there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, aerosport.fun. Yeah. We love these guys. We're grateful for them. Super fun game. 
that you can actually play pretty socially distanced. Actually. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, yeah, and Mike so. uh, reached out to me recently, the guy who owns the, the company, and he was telling me about a new idea that they have where you can use that uh, in a in a frisbee golf kind of way. Um, oh, yeah, so instead awesome. of like the chains, you use the rockets uh, to knock off the rock, rockets. Now you wouldn't obviously you couldn't really afford to go out and buy fifty or or a whole court or a whole like uh, you know. Uh, yeah, to set up like a full course. No, but what what he suggested was because it's really not that heavy, and I agree no, with him. Super... Like if you just start walking around and you go put it in different places, and whoever maybe wins that hole gets to place it on the next spot. That's yeah. kind of fun. I'd play that. No, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's super fun, and you can create a little different. So, so great idea, man. Aerosport dot uh, us, right? Fun. Oh, dot fun. Dot fun. Yeah, Aerosport. Yeah, Aerosport. Aerosport dot fun. Yeah. So go yeah. check those guys out. We both have sets, and yeah. uh, we uh, I pull it out in the office occasionally. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, and I think there's a promo code, right? Longer haul. Yeah, longer haul. Yeah, longer yeah. haul. Save you some money. Well, tell you, uh, here's our other sponsor. Love these guys, of course, and you guys know we're huge fans of YM360. Love those folks. Dude, it's that time of year. It's that most wonderful time, time of the year. year. Hey, we put our Christmas tree up yesterday, about no, uh, two days ago. My wife wants to put our Christmas tree up. But hey, I... cave, man. It's COVID <sighs> season. If there's ever been a year where you need to put a Christmas tree up sooner, it's now. Yeah, but Thanksgiving is not even bro, here. Bro, bro, <sighs> just do it. Christmas. It's about Actually, Jesus, man. It's her parents are Jesus. coming in. So. It ain't about Santa. It's about Jesus. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus is the reason. Okay. So um, uh, th- why am I singing Christmas songs and talking about Christmas with YM360? Because their new uh, Devo is out, and they do one every year, and this thing is gold. It is gold. I'm telling you. Your kids will absolutely love this thing. So it's called God With Us this year, and it's 25 daily devotionals. So you want to order it. It's cheap. The more you order, the cheaper it is. And we've done this several years where we get them and just sell them for dirt cheap to our kids. And we all go through it together as an Advent devotional, man. This thing is awesome. And if you just go to uh, Lime 360, you'll find it. Yep. So New promo code for those guys. Also save you some money. Yeah. yeah. We, and we have a new promo code. If you've been a long-time listener, you know, we've always got a promo code. But it's changed. Uh, change. So if you're still listening, you're going to get to keep using a promo code. And the new one is longer haul. The number four. The number four. The letter, letter U. You. Longer, longer haul, haul for, for you. Number four. Just, you. just yeah. for you. Yeah, just for you. So the just number for four, the letter U. Longer That's haul great. for you. That's not confusing at all. No, so, that'd be great. Uh, Easy really, to remember. Yeah, totally. I mean, totally. Yeah. So, really pre- appreciate Jake Rasmussen uh, hooking us up with that complicated code. But you know, hey, people have to work for the work for the discount. That's all I'm saying. That's right. So, hey, in all seriousness, so those guys are amazing because both uh, both those sponsors because it does cost us. We don't make money doing this, but it does cost us when it comes to hosting and website yeah. and promotion, all that stuff. So, huge help. It makes it to where it doesn't cost us anything. And so, we're really thankful for all those folks. So, check them out. Yeah. Tell them we sent it's you. Amazing. Yep. Uh, great interview today. So good. good. Conversation. We always say that. So good. Important. <laughs> we always say it because it's true. So we're, we're kind of jumping into, we've talked about this a few times, actually. So this isn't new in terms of the topic. It's new in terms of how long we spend because we've mentioned it a few in past episodes. But talking through this idea of uh, the impact, particularly the impact that social media is having 
um, on our students. I think, I don't know about you, I'm seeing that more and more, especially in this pandemic um, with the, just the isolation of all that. And so Barrett Johnson joins us today uh, to talk through that a little bit. We, we talk specifically through um, the Netflix documentary, the um, social dilemma, social, social dilemma. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you so totally good. should. Yeah. Well, I say it's good. It's really out. not good. It's kind of creepy out. Freaky. Like, it's just like, what the heck is going on? This sounds terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. Yeah. So, but it's great and uh, it's really informative. I think our conversation yeah. is fantastic, super helpful. Yeah, I love how and the conversation takes a turn towards the end. Uh, you know, he he definitely shares a resource, uh, you know, with us. Um, that's awesome. But towards the the second half of the first half, if you will, is that a thing? The second half yeah, of the first half. half. Are the you tracking half. with what I'm saying there? Uh, no, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. We get we get into some real specifics and tips on. We, here's the thing: we don't we don't just uh, talk the whole time about how dangerous social media is and how our, we we get into some very practical tips on what we can do yes. as youth pastors to help kids and why we should help kids. So that part's yeah. really good. So stick around for the whole thing; it's good and some really helpful resources as well, big time for you to, to plug in. So, so yeah, yeah right. I think it'll be great. So uh, let's, jump let's jump in. I'm ready. Well, what's up, Barrett? How are you, man? Today, welcome, welcome to welcome back to the show, Barrett. Welcome back. It just feels like it was yesterday. I'm back on. It again feels with like you guys. it was yesterday. It was not yeah, yesterday. I, so, I've been actually counting the the moments so I can be on a podcast with Chris and Jody again. So that's yeah, a lot of yeah, counting okay. during quarantine. That this sounds like that sounds like former youth pastor sarcasm is what this sounds like, Barrett. <laughs> okay, admittedly so. so. This, is, this is our friend Barrett Johnson. He uh, is the Founder, along with his wife, of Info for Families. And full disclosure, Barrett and I served on staff here at Johnson Ferry for a while. He was our family pastor. Prior to that, Barrett served as a youth pastor. He gets youth pastors. He loves youth pastors. He's raised teenager. He has a teenager still. And uh, he does a lot of thinking about youth culture. He His, his heart is helping parents. Uh point their kids towards Jesus. He does that in a bunch of different ways. Um, and he, he just provides great resources. So, and recently he came out with a new product that we'll talk about a little bit later in this, uh, that I think is great. And I think it's great. And he also is helping us, uh, right now, full disclosure again, by sponsoring some episodes just to get the word out about that product. However, uh, I would say full disclosure. Also, we've had Barrett on before without him sponsoring us because we like Barrett. So uh, that said, Barrett, Jody, and I all were texting around with each other about this social dilemma uh, Netflix documentary that came out. And Barrett wrote a great article about that. And so hopefully you've had a chance to watch uh this social dilemma documentary. If not, you need to sign up for a free trial of Netflix and take a look because it is worth your time. So that said, Barrett, again, welcome to the show. I'm wondering if you could give us for those who have not listened, uh, but even for the or, or those who have not seen the, the seen the documentary, but even for those uh, who have, if you could kind of frame this up for us as far as where we're headed in the conversation. Sure, I think if anybody out there has not seen the social dilemma yet, you probably need to go watch it. ASAP. It's just that valuable and that well done. Uh, it's funny. It, it came out about two weeks after this uh, Cuties movie from France came out that everyone was up in arms about. So a bunch of folks deleted Netflix or canceled Netflix 
And then the Social Dilemma movie came out. It's like, no, get back on it because you need to see this thing. Um, but it really is. It's just a bunch. Of, if you haven't seen it, it's a bunch of tech insiders, folks who are in the early days of Facebook and Google and Pinterest and, and other social media sites kind of describing what they did and what they saw and how the culture was created in the whole social media world. Uh, and we're not just talking about like some random analyst who no, got paid minimum wage. We're talking no, about we like were, vice presidents and founders top, yeah. and creators. And it's like, what is yeah. going on? There's, you're seeing interviews with the guy who invented the like button on Facebook, you know, and yes. so it's, it's, it's guys who are at the early days, of this stuff and probably all ca- you know got paid and got out. So it's kind of, some folks have given some criticism in the movie of, oh, now these guys have got $100 million in the bank and they can now be critical of the hand that fed them. But anyway, it's sliced. It's a great piece of documentary film work that describes kind of what social media is doing to us. And if I kind of organize it in my brain, it's kind of broken into three acts, if you will. And the first act basically describes here's what social media has become. Here's how it's grown so fast. Here's how it's organized. The algorithm's designed to get a profile of you as a user, push content to you accordingly, how they are tracking us. It's kind of the big brother portion that you kind of geek out over because it's so interesting, but it can really scare most of us watching it, realizing, oh my goodness, this is what this industry is doing to follow and track us. Um, The second act deals more with, uh, you know, what's doing to our hearts and souls and minds, how it's changing our, our behavior, changing our our brains changing the way we think and operate, particularly as it relates to the impact on young people and young minds. Uh, you know, us as adults, parents and, and youth leaders, we integrated smartphones into our lives about a decade ago, but we did some life before handling a smartphone. So we can kind of understand and process and kind of be mindful of life before smartphones and how things have changed with smartphones, which is probably a good thing. It, it doesn't mean it hasn't affected us terribly, but still, at least we, we're aware of the difference. Whereas most of our 15-year-olds in our world, they've always grown up in a world where that was a smartphone. There was one in their pocket. There was one in the parents' pocket. There was one in their lives. It's been a reality. So they're, they're not as mindful of that. And so the second act of the show talks about that, the, the way it's impacting young minds and young lives. And then the third act is interesting politically, given our recent elections and all. It kind of just talks about how social media has been a real driving force in polarizing our culture and how that's happened. And that's interesting, may not be applicable for our conversations here, but it was, again, interesting and worth seeing and understanding why things are kind of so broken in our culture right now. It may be due to the fact that social media is kind of fueling the fires of that in some negative ways. So, again, a phenomenal piece of film, a uh, combination of, of uh, you know, talking heads describing the situations, some great data and statistics. Uh, but also some little dr- dramatic things that are thrown in. They're a little bit overly melodramatic. They're kind of cheesy, but still it, it puts a, a colored face on how these things are impacting our lives and our families. Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, it, there was definitely like a little dramatic. Uh, it's kind of inside out in real life. Yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I thought it was okay, but the thing is I don't think that takes away from the show, and I would say no. this too. Um. It's also not it, – it's fact-based. It's not conspiracy theory-based. No. You know, It's not like, oh, wow, Big Brother's out to get you. There's this big conspiracy, whatever, whatever. Um, I mean, these are clear, clear things that are talked about. Even that third act that you talked about, you know, where that's where that whole – you know, as soon as you search, you know – 
uh, hiking boots, you start seeing more and more advertisements for hiking boots. It's that type of thing. Same thing with politics. You know, that's the way it's played out with politics. If you're very conservative or you're very liberal, all of a sudden you just start getting more and more of that content and it becomes the polarizing part of this, of this thing. And ultimately that impacts teenagers, you know, as well. But what, when it comes to teenagers, I mean, where, as you were, uh, watching this and as you process this, and even as you wrote your article, what concerned you f- from the standpoint of teenagers? I mean, what, what started kind of creeping into your youth pastor mind there? I think the first thing is, is our, our general, that, that younger generation's ultimate dependence on smartphones as their only means of relating to people. I mean, there's the relational factor that I think we're stunting some growth. And again, this is not an anti-smartphone conversation. This is not an anti-social media conversation. Those tools have have brought amazing resources, amazing connections that are incredibly positive into our world. So again, I'm, I'm not anti-smartphone, uh, but we've got to be mindful of the negative impact those things are having. And so I think kids are are not able to fully relate to others without a screen in front of them. They're not able to have a depth of relationship. And those relationships they do have end up being relatively manipulative or um, uh, not driven and fueled by empathy and understanding and uh, an others focus. They're driven by uh, what's in it for me and, and how can I, uh, my, my ego be you know encouraged and built up. Uh, so I think that the collective souls of all of us, particularly our teenagers, are obviously are being impacted by the way they're learning to relate and, and practicing interactions with people via technology as opposed to face-to-face, look somebody in the eye, be close uh, with individuals. And so the way it's stunted relationships, of course, is a big piece. Um, and I think it's just we're, we're raising a, a group of immature people who aren't able to have I don't know, adult conversations and adult relationships and things like that because of, of uh, a one dimension of, of connecting a relationship via a smartphone. Uh, the second piece, of course, is uh, the, the impact it has on kids regarding just their self-esteem, their value, and uh, to an extreme in many, many cases where it leads to anxiety, depression, increased numbers of self-harm and suicide. Those stats and those information is just tracked very well in the movie. And so I, I think we, we, we've got to chronicle and acknowledge that there's a great bar graph shown or a line graph shown in the movie where literally 2000, uh, you know, 11, 2012 shows the beginning of a climb, particularly our girls, of self-harm and suicide, those kinds of things that are correlated clearly with the introduction of social media on smartphones. And so that piece uh, just really scares me to death. It, it scares me to death about the collective hearts and souls of our kids. And so we have to be mindful of that as youth leaders and as parents to say, all right, this is happening to our kids. What can I do to speak into that? What can I do to... Uh, do my best to, to mediate or control the impact, negative impact of this stuff on a, on a tender, gentle psyche of my developing kids. I think it's interesting too. I mean, you, you talk about that, um, the relationships piece. And uh, one of the things that I've seen and noticed is, you know, that you think pre, pre-smartphone, you know, if you were, if you had a, a, a couple who were dating, right, a teenage couple dating, they would kind of hang out together and then they would leave one another. And so, you know, the guy still had time with his guys and the girls still had time with the girl. But that connectiveness now is constant. You, yeah. You're never apart 
And, and so even even what that does in terms of that that added dynamic and pressure now to a relationship or to a friendship, uh, man, it it just seems to be overwhelming at times as we're you know trying to navigate teenage love um, or, or even just friendships as a whole. You know, now even just as friends, you're just never not able to connect or or not connected. Well, Chris, I always go to you and I was like, quote, you, Chris, you got a great line that I've stolen from you in a dozen different places where that constant. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. Jody, Jody, let our guest talk for a second. Jody, step out for a second. So let me, let me quote the great, you know, youth culture scholar, Christopher Trent. Come on. Who who says constant connection, you know, breeds and means constant influence. You know, there's constantly, and again, I, our, we knew a day, and we all did, when we would put our phones down. Our kids are never putting their phones down. And so the, the thought for our kids of being disconnected from their social media networks for an hour or two is, is, like, is like cutting a leg off of our kids. It's just scary. I tell parents all the time, you know, parents, if you're going to ground your kid from their phone for a month because of some disobedience or behavior, you're going to ground your kid from your phone for a month. I'd recommend giving them 10 minutes a day where they can sit beside you at a table and check some platforms and engage a little bit just because the thought of telling a kid you can't be connected because they're so addicted. They're so connected that way to cut them off for a month from those social media platforms and their people. I think it had, it's like telling a, 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 a heroin addict, we're going cold Turkey on no more heroin for you. No, with heroin addicts, we give them methadone. We give them something to kind of ease them off the addictive powers of this drug. I, I I think parents, when you say, no, you cannot look at your phone for an entire month, I think the potential for self-harm, I'm coaching a family right now who says, when they did that with their kid, he says, I'm going to kill myself. That was this 15-year-old kid's response. Now, is that irrational and stupid? Yes. But but it's still the reality <laughs> of- you really feel, Barrett? That, that, Gosh. But, but that's the reality of what we've trained our kids to do and feel, that that's- how he feels. He literally feels like I can't live if I'm disconnected this way. Well, and that's interesting to you because I've had this kind this conversation. I know we're talking about phones and social media, but I've had a very similar conversation with parents regarding gaming um, because parents uh, will, you know, they'll ground their kid from the PlayStation or the Xbox or whatever. And for, especially for our guys. Right. And it's like, I don't understand the big deal. It's just a game. I'm like, no, that's not just a game. Like, that's a community of people that they are, uh, that they're with. It's not just like Super Mario on your NES anymore. Like, this is this is a legitimate community of people. You're not just taking away the game. You're taking away the community. And I think the similar thing, even to your point, um, that connectedness. I mean, we've moved across the country. That's no surprise to listeners. And I would say that my kids still talk to their friends back in the East coast, probably more than they talk to their friends here at times, especially during pandemic. And like my son will jump on and play Fortnite, and he plays with his two best friends that live in Georgia and they're hanging out every day. And it's like, not a whole lot has changed, you know? Um, so it's just a fascinating dynamic to all this. Yeah. The pandemic has definitely not helped with moving this needle in the right direction for sure because we want to encourage our kids to be connected and on their technology is the way to do that yeah no doubt well here's what i think guys so i don't you know i don't i don't think our listeners 
need to be, you know, I think this is a great conversation, but I think you guys would agree. Most of us don't need to be convinced that this is dangerous, that social media is dangerous. I think honestly, probably most parents don't need to be convinced that it's dangerous, but rather they need to be convinced to act on that danger. Right. Uh, So, so what if we move this conversation a little bit more towards what can we do? Because, you know, Barrett, Barrett, you and I have talked, I mean, we've said, I mean, ultimately I don't get to make the decision about whether or not you as a parent, Barrett, as a parent of a teenager in my, in my ministry, I don't get to make the call on whether or not you give your kid a smartphone and whether or not you give your kid access to Instagram or any other social media platform. That's not my decision, right? So that said, that's the, that's everybody listening. We're all in that same boat. We don't get to make that call, but you know, Jody and I are currently youth pastors, Barrett, you youth pastor in your blood. What can we do? One with students, let's kind of go down that path for a minute. How can we help coach them? And from a ministry standpoint, what should we be doing? And then maybe on the back end, maybe move towards a little bit more of the parenting side of things. And that may be a great opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, this resource that you've developed, Barrett. But uh, what about teenagers? What comes to y'all's mind on that? You're in the trenches, Jody. I mean, what do you see? Are your kids open to conversations about, hey, this is impacting you in a negative way? Do they hear that? Do they believe you? I think they hear it a lot. I just don't know that they see it or they see how it, because it's all they've known, right? Exactly. Like they have nothing to compare it to. So what they know is the world that they're currently in. Now, I will tell you for us, we've we've always had a policy for mission trips or for camps where there's no phones. And we we hear, you know, typical like, oh man, oh, that's terrible. And honestly, to be if I'm really transparent, the more, we have more problems with parents with that than we do students, which is, you know, sad commentary on why we're having this conversation. But it always happens that about Thursday of camp, right? I'm so trip. glad. Jody, can I just tell you, I'm so glad that you told me I couldn't bring fun. This has been so this awesome. Been the best uh, day. Best this week. The best I've, week. I thought yeah. I was going to be miserable. It's actually been amazing. Um. Which is awesome. You know, I think it's a little bit of a, a, a bit of a break and a fast away. And that's just been, you know, everybody has kind of the hill that they're going to camp on. Yep. And I'm not I saying everybody you should. Saying, Jody, just to, to clarify there, what you're saying, like, is, you know, so if we said number one, number one would be that as youth pastors, we still need to be creating environments that are smartphone slash social media free. You know, maybe that's yeah. events, uh, programming. I would even throw under that as another bullet point uh when you walk into your room on a wednesday night or a sunday morning and you've got that kid that's sitting in the corner that is just sitting there on their phone that you nudge them and help them to engage rather than allowing them just to completely check out you know all together you know on that yeah and and i I would say too i mean barry even back to where you started like i'm not anti-phone at all i mean we we more than ever are leveraging you know, technology and social media for ministry. But I think there's a point where we decide, and I think it's a constant. We have to decide in what means, even Chris, to your point, where do we reject this in certain areas of our ministry? And where do we seek to redeem this in certain areas of our ministry? And having 
open conversations with students and parents about it and providing some space is really, really important, I think. And I don't know that we talk about it enough, you know, and and listen, I'm not gonna lie. It was a battle to get, to get to where we are, like telling parents and students they can't bring phones is like, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. But that battle has gotten way easier. I think if you could, again, give kids experiences who have never known life without a phone or that connection to, to lay it down and to engage in a real world type of way. If we give them that experience, I mean, I think of scripture, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. I think many of our young people have, have never really fully tasted and seen that the Lord is good. They hear stuff, they go to church, whatever, but, but, but they, we can give as youth pastors, we can give our kids experiences and encounters and moments where they can encounter Jesus. Fantastic. In the same way, let's take an application, taste and see that, a relationship or a connection or a moment without your phone can be very good. So as you can look for opportunities to give your kids a chance, there's a, a guy out of Utah named Colin Karchner. You guys ever know who that is? You know that name? I don't. His Instagram presence. He's a guy that's kind of a social media advocate. He goes and speaks to schools about 500 times a year, talking to, to kids about you know, school assemblies about, hey, social media is killing our souls. That's kind of been his message. And he's kind of an advocate for that and a rah-rah guy and about 40 years old. He's got four kids. Uh, but you can go on and follow him on Instagram. And some of his content's phenomenal. Sadly, about three weeks ago, the man died. He did, still know how or why, natural causes. It wasn't COVID. But, mm-hmm. but Colin's no longer with us. But I followed him just religiously. But he goes and does assemblies where he talks about these issues. And most kids, as he presents this content, most kids would go, yeah, I can see how these things are impacting me. I can see how being on social media, TikTok and Instagram and whatever else, it's making me more depressed. It's hurting my soul. And he has a moment in at the end of his assemblies where he will, or he would, um, get kids to run around giving each other like eight second hugs. Apparently an eight second hug is is a long enough time. Now again, that's Bear, next time we see each other, just for the record, I yeah, do I not I want an eight but, second hug from you. But, I'm just throwing it out there. Most kids have lost physical connection again probably their side hugs i'm sure they're side hugs so it's okay but but somehow just to, to for physical contact <laughs> to to remind each other that, that the connection we have on our phones isn't isn't subsidy enough for our phone we need more than that from the people around us you know and so again colin's great follow him but i think to give it's, it's my main point giving kids as youth pastors giving our kids on a trip or a mission trip or a camper or, or even somewhere Let's let's practice habits of connecting in the real world in meaningful ways and looking people in the eye that, that helps us to experience the goodness of yeah. those kinds of relationships that, that a, a blurb or a text or a, you know, a comment or a like, whatever on our phones can't possibly give us like we need. Well, and I think I think that has to be a conversation. It's like an ongoing conversation yeah. as well. Right. It's not just a, a, a here's this, no phones because we hate phones. Oh, like, sure. I think- exactly. Yep. You know, and then and even beyond those events, like let's talk about how do we manage this well or how do we I mean, we've probably even gotten away, it feels like, over the last however many years in student ministry. I remember, man, fifteen, twenty years ago, spiritual disciplines was like a big deal to talk about. And, you know, Doug Field said his habit stuff that everybody was doing, which is still around and it's great. Yeah. And and I don't think we talk about that enough. And then you throw in this whole piece. It's like, man, we're, we're just, we don't emphasize enough of, of how to manage things that come at you every day. We just don't talk about it. And so. Yeah. And I would just like to clarify one thing here for our listeners too. Um, 
and this isn't an old guy talking down to a young guy moment or, or young gal uh, moment here, but you know, the three of us have been doing this a minute. Um, and just to really drill down on what we're saying when we say, you know, create moments, I want to clarify that and say it has to be more than simply we have a rule against cell phones. Like it can't be just, a, it, we're not talking about 1975 where we have a rule against bringing cigarettes to camp, right? We have a rule we, we do, against. We have a rule against that though. You that do still? Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you're in but California. what I'm saying. It's a rule here in California, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, nobody smokes. Nobody smokes cigarettes in California. Yeah, that's, so what, that's not what, what they're saying, smoking. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, though, it, it, it it's the it's being super intentional in creating moments, knowing that um we've got a battle in our hands when it comes to helping them to disconnect. You know, uh, so I think there's just some intentionality there. Um, I'd like to throw out a second, uh, uh, you know, kind of a. Um, a second idea here would just be to, you know, what we, one of the things we did was again, when you, when you've been doing this a, a lot of minutes, actually uh, you've, you've seen the change come. And I remember, you know, years and years ago, kind of maybe eight years ago where we were like, yeah, Hey man, in our three year rotation, we probably need to have at least one series that covers uh issues related to cell phone usage and whatever, right. And internet, internet, you know, and whatever. But now we've moved towards where, I mean, every year, uh, one of our, one of our deals is, you know, one of our series, um, is going to cover this with teenagers. And again, it's not an anti-phone thing. It's not an anti-social media thing, but rather it's teaching from a biblical perspective, how some of those dangers can ultimately, um, impact your relationship with Jesus in a negative way. And so helping, especially like when you think about middle school students or maybe some parents are just kind of handing them their phone without thinking much, kind of raising some of those warnings to them and saying, hey, listen, you need to understand where you're headed here. You need to understand how your heart may get impacted by this, how your heart may shift away from Jesus to uh, likes or um, being accepted. And so I think, I think having some intentional, you know, teaching moments throughout the year would also be a very practical step. Indeed. I yeah, left I y'all speechless. That was so good. I love it. Yes. Bam. Boom. I was just trying to add up how many minutes you've been doing student ministry. That's what was a lot. A lot. Yeah, it felt, it felt like a lot. What else comes to y'all, y'all's mind as far as practical things as well, you youth know, pastors? Yeah, you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, teenagers and parents and all. I'd, I'd be curious again from you guys as a youth pastor, do, you know, when you go to a camp, hey, no cell phones, no cell smartphones, and your parents resist that more. Do you feel like parents are needing guidance on this stuff? Do they, do they sense my kid's on their phone too much or my, my kid is screen addicted or... Uh, I'm wondering what my kids are. Do y'all get that that's a tension that parents feel or is it just become a thing of, Hey, my kid's quiet and they're not bugging me. And so it's fantastic. I love the fact they have a smartphone. I mean, it's, uh, I think, I think it's several, it's several things, right? I mean, um, cause as youth pastors, you need to respond to the needs that both the felt needs and the real needs that people have. And uh, do you feel like, uh, well, look, you, it's one, and this is probably going to step on somebody's toes right here. I get this right. You know, but, uh, 
one, I think it's clearly what you said. It is a little bit of a, man, it's just easy when you're at a restaurant and you've got a four-year-old to hand them a device and let them watch a show instead of teaching them how to engage with the rest of the family, right? And so you take that same principle and you play that out across the years. All of a sudden, those same kids are teenagers. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, there's definitely, if not all, but there's definitely a temptation there. Um, That's what I think. I mean, um, heck, man, you know, so Barrett... Jody, I think the three of us probably get this one. I mean, what that was, was that's whenever all of a sudden we could put a TV in our car. Remember that moment? You know, like all of a sudden, man, we had, but then you had to start wrestling with uh, this issue. Well, um, should we literally always have a movie playing when they're in the car? Because we're missing out on conversation if we do that. That's before smartphones. That's literally, I had a DVD player in my car hanging on the back of the seat, right? We, we had a VHS, man, VHS. Back yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying, right? So it's that same type of principle. So yeah, but I think the other big part of that uh, is the, I think some parents, um, if I could be so bold as to say some mamas, um, and I think I could support that without it being, uh, I mean, that is a broad stroke, but I do think it's more so moms that are just the idea of sending their kid off for a week and not being able to keep an eye on them and know that they're okay. Freaks them out for whatever reason. I, that's a different thing. You know, um, that's why you have college students that are going to college and still texting with their moms and dads every single day. And if I'm not mistaken, Barrett, Mr. Uh, you do marriage counseling a lot these days. You probably still deal with that with some couples who get married and are still texting with their moms every day and stuff. And you're trying to kick the parents out of the relationship. I'm, tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. It's 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 that overly in your face connection that can happen. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I think you know. Right now, we we could have this. I you know we'll have the same conversation probably five years from now, and it'll be something else. You know, like you're saying, Chris. It, there's always a, I think at the root and the heart of this conversation. What I hope people are hearing or, or at least recognizing, and what we can encourage our parents with is that ultimately, it's not about the device as much as it is is about the the attack on their family, and the health of their students and teenagers. And you know, th- there's just there's always going to be something new that we're having to navigate through. And it feels like more and more the attack isn't just now on the family itself, but even just against connection, against relationship, genuine, helpful relationships. And so I think we see this in, in marriages uh, playing out. I don't think it's just students, but certainly, certainly we see this. Uh, in this generation, because it's all they've known. And so how do we then, the question for me is, as a student pastor, then how do we navigate with parents? How do we come alongside parents and help them see and understand and acknowledge and own the dangers of it and help them navigate this in a healthy way? Yeah, I think it's two things. It's it's educate, it's equip. And it's bringing full circle back to the social dilemma towards the end. Uh, Tristan Harris, who's the kind of the lead guy that that uh, kind of does a lot of speaking at the thing, is kind of the question, this broad, open rhetorical question. You know, so social media is tracking us and following us and and creating a bot designed like us that can send advertising content to us. What's the big deal? What's the big threat to our culture because of that? Is it that big a deal? Because there's arguments that are made in the movie 
you know, this is just another level. You know, we when 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 TV came along, well, TV's going to fry our brains. And when the internet came along, what's going to fry our brains? And well, social media and technology and our smartphones, it's just another thing we got to adjust to culturally. That argument is made by someone in the movie, and the response is, "Yeah, of course that's been true, but the but the the, the acceleration of this." The stats say something different. Just the acceleration of how it's impacting is just, we can't deny that. So again, Harris in the movie, he kind of concludes with what's the big deal. And he says this, I'll requote. He says, um, it's technology's ability to bring about the worst in society with the worst in society being the worst in society being the threat. Hmm. So so it's not like the, the, the technology is the threat. It's, the worst thing that's in the, the 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 lack of relationships, the conspiracy theories, the lonely, isolated people, the the people struggling with lust, the comparison trap. Those have always been issues. It's just the technology in our in our pockets has accelerated those things to just such a rapid pace that we're all trying to play whack-a-mole now, trying to keep it under control and reel it back in. And so I think for equipping so it's it's informing parents, you know, educating parents on these things the impact of these things and how it's not good for our kids' souls. And then it's the education piece of what can you do about it? It's, it's got to be something that every youth pastor has in their brain somewhere. What am I doing to educate the, the families that I serve on the impact of these things? And then I think when I, just as you're talking, and man, I'm just thinking through like beyond the conversation about this issue, right? So beyond those conversations about, technology or phones or social media that we're having. Man, I think it's more important than ever that we are also focusing in heavily and consistently on identity in Christ most definitely, um, and value and worth, because I think those two things go hand in hand and they don't have to be exclusive from one another because, you know, listen, any, every, I've got a house full of teenage girls, right? I've got three daughters and, uh, so that means my house is often full of friends of theirs and others. And every Instagram post that's a picture of them is followed by a million comments of how pretty they are. Right. So cute. So beautiful. So beautiful. And it's like, I don't like, that is not good. It's, it's not healthy that it's driving that affirmation, that identity, that worth, right? We've all, we've all seen that. And well, so that's the be- why, Jody, that's yeah, the yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. This is why we don't have conversations with teenagers. I'm not preaching sermons on how important it is that they learn how to drive and they drive well and that right. they're careful and they stop at stop signs and they don't speed. I'm not preaching any sermons on that. I'm not doing any Bible studies on that because it doesn't have a direct correlation with their spiritual walk and their love for Jesus. This is different. Yeah. That's yeah. why this matters. Matter of fact, it, it, it's easily argued that this is having one of the biggest impacts spiritually on the life of teenagers than anything has had in the last 30, 40, 50, if, if not ever, yeah. including us. Right. So that's why all this matters. You know what would be helpful, Jody, is if somebody would write or create some type of like, I don't know, resource that would help parents. To, to know how to navigate this stuff. That would be super helpful. Okay, that's my sarcasm. Who, wait, who wait. would do such I'm, a thing? I'm smelling something. Wait, I, I, I smell a segue. Yeah. <laughs> so next week, we're going to have Mark Matlock on. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so for the segue. Doug Fields and Reggie Joyner. So as a guy who started a nonprofit committed to helping parents have – critical conversation with their kids about important stuff. 
that's kind of one of the key focuses of info for families, our ministry. It's really parents know they need to have these conversations. They know they need to talk to their kids about sex and technology and all these important things. But yet many times they're reluctant to or don't know how to have those conversations. What we've strived to do for the last six or seven years with with info for families uh, in perfect, normal families only, INFO, with info is to say, what can we do to, to facilitate and to foster and to tee up those conversations to make it easy? So every every parent probably wants to equip their kids to manage social media and, and be wise on their smartphone and not to stumble onto porn and start looking at it a lot or to, to not get caught up in all the likes and, and the, the self-esteem boost that comes from people affirming me online. But that's all fine and good and, and, and nice, but it's not the substance of who you are. Parents want to talk about this stuff with their kids, but they don't know how. And so most of those conversations are, again, usually end up being, you know, more of an argument or a, a fight or drama and slam doors and whatever else, which is not productive. So what we've done, uh, this is kind of a new thing during our pandemic, because we created a tool for parents to use with their kids to have these conversations. And so we, we created Smartphones 101 with explicit goal of, me being the bad guy that shares information that's important and vital in an engaging way that allows parents then to go, hey, this is some truth we need to consider. Let's talk about it. Uh, and so that's kind of what we've done with Smartphones 101. It's this online digital course that a parent can go and download and have in their back pocket and say to their kids, hey, you know what? We need to kind of establish some firm and some clear and some understanding of how these smartphones are happening and what they're doing to our family and how we need to use them with wisdom. Let's commit to for the next, you know, 10 Tuesday nights for half an hour, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch a little eight minute video. and We're going to talk about it for five, 10 minutes just to know that we're all on the same page and using the same language for how these things are impacting our hearts and minds and souls and kind of what the rules are going to be in our home. And so that's what Smartphones 101 is. We launched about three months ago uh, and it's available to anybody in the world out there that wants to connect to the computer and download it and put it to use and start having some key conversations about smart phone use in their homes. And honestly, the, the social dilemma movie just serves as yet another reminder of this is a big deal. It's important. This is a big deal. Yeah. It's affecting us. We need to be mindful of it. But then most parents are mostly, you know, will watch that social dilemma movie and go crud. This is scary. What the heck do I do? Kind of our smartphones. One one thing is a, an answer to that question. Here's something you can do. Bear, make this real practical for us, though. So I'm a listener. I'm a youth pastor in wherever, and I'm either a volunteer youth pastor or I'm a, vo- you know, I get paid full time, whatever that might be. How does that practically help me as a youth pastor? Like, are you, or should I be recommending this to my parents? Should I purchase a copy and take my parents through this together? Should I, like, how does how does it practically work? Yeah, I, th- I think that's why I kept on asking Jody the question. I'm still curious the answer. Do, do youth pastors out there get the impression from the parents they serve, this is a struggle. And I, I think it is, maybe it's an unspoken struggle, or maybe it's movies like The Social Dilemma, maybe kind of pour some salt into something, make everyone go, hey, this is a big deal. What am I doing to be intentional with this? And so if there is uh, a sensed need from families that you serve as a youth pastor, then I think the most obvious thing to do is for a youth pastor to get their hands on the course, look it over and say, this is helpful. And then be able to say to parents, hey, if you're looking for something to support your kids or to support the families or to or to parents, you're looking for ways to have key conversations about the impact of this stuff. Here's something that I'd recommend is a great tool. Here's a link to where you can get it and go and start putting it to use your families. Now, again, I, I, it wasn't designed to be used in a group setting for, 
their families, but it'd be great, I think, for you, Pastor, say to his families, particularly during a pandemic when we're a lot more isolated, to say, hey, parents, you know, <clears throat> starting in January, for January and February is going to be social media, smartphone, technology, good habits, best practices, awareness month. <clears throat> and we're going to, as a youth ministry or a body, we're going to work through some of this content together and, and be committed as a church body and encourage one another to not let this just happen to our families, not just be yeah. passively letting technology impact us without us being intentional to speak into it, to step into it and to, to find some best practices and do some wise uh, use with our phones. Yeah. And I would, I would even say this too. I think another way to use this bear, and I'm going to put you on the spot and volunteer you something uh, for something here. Uh, one of the things we've stumbled on at Johnson, very matter of fact, we have one uh, happening, you know, at our church this coming Sunday night uh, is because now all, most all parents understand video chatting and zoom technology and all of that. It sure is easy for you to say, Hey, we're going to have a parent training on Sunday night at seven o'clock. All you got to do is let me know you're going to be there. I'll send you the link. If they reach out to a guy like you, Barrett, and say, hey, Barrett, would you be willing on Sunday night at 7 o'clock to jump on and give five tips for whatever, but then also that opportunity is for you to maybe present uh, it and tell them about the uh, the resource that you have, what a win, right? What a win. And you've, you've, you've helped your parents. Uh, because it's not, you're just not going to get on there and plug the thing the whole time. You're actually going to have a conversation with parents and help them. But then you also have that opportunity to help, you know, allow Barrett to show them that resource as well. And, you know, it, it, it'd be nice to give Barrett a little thank you of some type. I'm sure he would appreciate that. He's got a family, right? But, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, he's right. he's a flexible guy. He'll work something out. I know. Sure, I don't, I don't. That's not important. What's important is being able to equip people. And, and to be honest, I'd love to do that. So yeah. one thing that to be able to say we're having a you, online you thing or whatever else, and we're going to have a little Zoom call and a 20 minute, half an hour long conversation about some of these issues. I mean, I do that every night of the week in my life just to be able to equip people and to come alongside them. So it's just worth it. It's easy. And I'm telling you, man, we're doing it now. Even when everything gets back to normal, it, we're going to keep doing this because it just is easy for parents, man, to jump on and they, they turn the video off. They don't, you can't see them most of the time, but uh, still uh, uh, it, it's just super awesome. So no, that's a great uh, idea. How do we find you again? Info for families. Infoforfamilies.com. I-N-F-O. Infoforfamilies.com. It's all yeah. there. Also, Barrett writes great articles. If you ever want to, if you send out any type of newsletter uh, to parents and you want to link to any of his articles, it's great content. Uh, I trust Barrett, or I wouldn't have him on there. Jody trusts Barrett. Or at least you yeah. trust me to trust Barrett. And uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, good stuff. Anything well, else we want to wrap up with? I just filmed yesterday uh, a 25-minute webinar that I'm editing right now on, you know, everything concerns parents need to know about TikTok. And so I'm doing a little TikTok webinar yeah. that will be on our website in a couple of weeks. Um, again, just one of those things where our kids are obsessed with and onto that, that how can we be informed as parents? So that's another tool we've got that's coming down the pike here. That's good great. stuff. Jody, what do you think? No, nah, man, it's got a lot, lot of, uh, I just think it's such practical that, you know, we, every now and then we have, we have a guest on that just brings a ton of practical helps that, that really, and here's what I love about this. It's just, as I'm thinking through the conversation we've had and Barrett, even the stuff that you have and provide is like, this is an easy win for you as a youth pastor. Like we want to set you up to win. You don't have to be the expert. Um, 
you know, you don't, you don't have to feel like you have all the answers. And so we want to give you some help and some tips and resources and connect you with folks who can be that. And I think man, Barrett is, Baird is a big piece of that for you and your ministry, for sure. Well, I would say, you know, infoforfamilies.com is our website. There's a lot of stuff there. If you're curious about the Smartphones 101 course, it's just www.smartphones-101.com. That's where you can find all the information, details on that, where you can download it and purchase it and everything else. So smartphones-101.com is the place to go for that course for parents. It's great. And go watch The Social Dilemma. If you haven't seen it yet, it'll freak you out. Yeah, yeah, it's seeing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for being on here, Barrett. Yeah, Appreciate you being a good friend and uh, being a volunteer uh, at at my church. Oh, by the way, hey, Chris, loving teenagers. Uh, I, 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 my seventh grade boys are annoying me. I'm quitting at, at December. No, you're not. Just no, nope. Can't take no, it. Yeah. I know. That, I know that's not true because you love them. No, they're just you're a great. You're a great youth worker. Eighteen months later, after having these, these little yahoos, they're finally warming up. I, I that, feel like ah, see, this is what I'm saying. Kid. I tell all sixth grade leaders the same thing. Give it time. And yeah. then whenever I take them away from you at the end of your eighth grade year, you're going to be hating me. You're going to be like, dude, I want to go up to ninth grade with them. Please let me go up. And I'm like, no, sorry. Yeah. But you can't. But so do they that. smell better? Thanks for being on. Do they smell better? Yeah, <laughs> they do get better. Yeah. <laughs> all right, bro. Thanks, man. Right. Appreciate you. See you, man. See you. Later. Awesome. That's great. That's I love great. Barrett Johnson. Don't tell him I said I love him, but I do. He he kind of threw you some big compliments there. He quoted you. Well, he he really does steal a lot of my stuff and makes money on it. But I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you say that a lot. You say that every time you talk about him because it's true. That's but uh, but no, man. Um, yeah, good stuff. And just and use the guy. Helpful. He's great. So yeah, all the links that we mentioned, by the way, will be in the show notes. So uh, all the stuff that Barrett threw out, you can go and find that for the info for families and the smartphones one on one. Good times uh, as well. Don't forget to head over to YN360. And check out their, especially the the new Advent resource there for you that we mentioned off the top of the episode. And uh, use the new promo code LONGERHAUL for you, as well as our uh, Aerosport folks over at aerosport.fun. Super great, especially as things start to Love kind it. of it's a great game. open a bit. We both have it. You and I both great. have the game. It's awesome. So, I play it all yeah. the time. So anyway, this was fun. We should do it yeah, again. Man. We should do it again. We should. Okay. See you later.